0: Thirza Voise does horse medicine therapy and lives on an island just off of vancouver island canada perfect location for her farm where she welcomes people to dive deeply into their own inner nature with the help of horses but Thirza only started her new career at the age of 40 Thirza, tell us about your journey and how you got there
1: Hi, yes, I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be here, and I love talking about this journey because uh, it wasn't the typical one. Um, I started out as a, I went to, graduated high school, went to university, uh, became a social worker for the government. I got the job even before my graduation of university, went into that for 11 years as a social worker. And I just, I remember in university, somebody told me, find something you love to do and then you'll find people to pay to do it. And I just held that close because I didn't love my government job. And so I just kept feeling into my heart and I had kids. And so I really had to just, I felt like I had to keep it really safe for a long time. And then I just couldn't, my eyes started to get sick. I had to go on some medical leaves And finally, I just left that and then um, did a few other things, got my yoga teacher training, did that for a while. Um, had a raw chocolate business, did that for a while. <laughs> and then I was really drawn to the horses actually through, well, I, I love horses, but through my daughter, who was going through some um, anxiety and we were getting her uh, talk therapy and it just wasn't making the shift. We were also riding at the same time and I would see a change in her. I would see her be up on her horse and be this, powerful queen. And then I would see her at home at night being terrified. And so there was this this change in her that I really wanted to explore. And I was already doing um, counseling work. So I then started to explore the horse medicine work. And of course, was hooked. And (laughs) then it was my youngest son was going to kindergarten. So it was time for me to get back into the working world. And we'd sold the chocolate business. And so we bought a farm, got some horses and started the work. The rest is history.
0: Wow. So from social worker to chocolate factory and then to um, horse farming, now it's called soul farm. Is that correct? You have a soul farm. This is a beautiful word. Um, And tell me how you were talking about talk therapy when you were talking about your daughter. What is talk therapy? So what I was referring to is uh,
1: therapy in an office setting as opposed to work or counseling or, um, just energy, energy healing or something outside with animals. People do nature therapy, people do, you know, forest bathing, those kinds of things where you're out in the world and having, um, and then combining that with, uh, with the work as well.
0: So what, what is the main difference that you see in terms of, um, successful results with the two therapies like talk therapy and then the outdoor therapy which is what you do
1: yeah so i am in no way knocking that kind of work because i think it's really important and uh, the office work and i think there's a lot of tools that are given and a lot of things that are really helpful it was just i was watching her and i was seeing that she the thing was she didn't want to use she was resistant to using the tools she felt helpless she felt like she couldn't even use the tools they weren't going to do anything and so I was looking for a way that was naturally making her confident that we could then work with um and and she she's not really done she's done a little bit of typical um the work that I do with uh, my mentor she's done which is actually how we got into it but uh But it was watching her be on the horse and watching how confident she was and how she could just, it was in her natural way, she could be part of the herd. She could move these thousand pound beings around. And it was so confident with it. And it it was just magic to me. And I knew there was things happening at a level for her, at an energetic level that was different than sitting in an
0: office. So it was important. Did you have to study in order to become a, Intuitive guide.
1: Yeah, so uh, I did a, I still continue to do um, work with a mentor and I did, uh, I think, five years of an equine um, facilitated wellness program. And I do, like I say, continue to work with her uh, a few times a year. She comes to the farm and we work together. And so um, that was really important because I knew horses, but I was not a horsewoman. You know, so there was no, uh, I was intuitive. I was an energy worker. I was an intuitive person. I wasn't um, confident with these thousand pound beings. I wasn't, and even my daughter would laugh at me and say, mom, how could you, how come you're no conk? So we sort of did the switch, right? I was confident at home. She was scared. Then we got on the horse. She was confident. And I was scared. So I had to um, increase my skills with the horses for sure, which has happened, especially now that I
0: have my own. How many horses do you have?
1: We had three. We just had our old man pass away at uh, on New Year's Eve. So we're back to two. Don't tell my
0: husband. It'll probably be three again soon. Okay. <laughs> it will be our secret. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then tell me, because, of course, from social worker... Or- of course there are there must be some elements of what you studied and what you worked you know for many years that you felt close to and you felt like a calling for did you see some of those aspects of your previous job that you can now implement into your new work and line of work
1: yeah of course the, the social work was a lot of working with people and a lot of using my counseling skills and my background from schooling and uh, it was just a lot of seeing what families go through. I, I work specifically with uh, children and adults with developmental differences and autism and their families. And so autism has always fascinated me um, working with people. And I do that now here at the farm, I have some uh, clients that come. And again, because when you work in the energetic world, these there's just these These unexplainable, uh, things happening with people with autism that I think are really, really, uh, high vibrational and also really here to teach the people around them. And so it's, it's really fascinating for me to get to see that from the horse perspective when I used to see it from kind of the medical clinical perspective.
0: How is the first encounter with the horse? How is a typical day of work? With the family or the, um, the boy or the girl that come to secure services and assistance.
1: Yeah. So. It's often, I work with children and both children and adults, and it's very intuitive how the work goes. I don't usually have a plan. Sometimes I've done uh, intuitive soul reading with the individual before they come to the farm. And so we've done kind of a soul level, hello, and, and I get some information that way. Um, and, then, and usually I'm guided as to what kind of things we will be doing with them when they come. But then other times... Uh, we they just show up and it, we really just follow what the horses uh, will lead us to. And uh, they I introduce them to the horses. I talk about safety. Uh, sometimes I will put lead on the horse. Um, usually it's whichever horse comes to kind of say hello and be involved. Often the horses are... Looking, they're standing looking towards the gate before you know half an hour before um, an individual will come, and they just kind of know that somebody's coming, and uh, so one of them or or a couple of them will come forward and we do some work, um, and then we just kind of follow it, and I intuitively um, we'll kind of, um, translate what's going on from the horse. And then sometimes we'll do some exercises with the horse on lead. Uh, sometimes we'll just do brushing sometimes, you know, if it's a, a, child with autism, I've had some children come and they don't want to have shoes. And so I have to be really careful, of course, of safety always is the number one. And, uh, and so they will just kind of run around near the horse and then, you know, maybe they come close and there's all these all these things that often with children, of course, they're having their own experience, right? They're having this, this experience that's beyond even what I need to manage, other than safety and a little bit of help for the parent, usually, right? A little bit of um, translation. So, so it's always different. What happens is always different.
0: Is it? Do you suggest a number of sessions, a minimum number of sessions, or how does it work?
1: Yeah, of course, it's uh, it's energetic work, and so. Things are happening at a level that we can't even necessarily know when the person is here. And I used to be somebody who was very much like, I want a big show when I go see the horses. I want it to be a big aha. I want to come home feeling like these things changed and shifted. And and the work can be like that, but it can also be really subtle and it can be really layered. And so um, I find that the more people come, the more people... Um, engage with the work and then go home and do their own work like journaling or um, watching out for their dreams. Often my black mirror will show up in people's dreams and do their own kind of soul development. Then that is the, the really the best way for transformation
0: to happen. That's fantastic. Um, I was wondering what kind of results can you see? Like, are there any tangible results that you can see from the interaction with the horses or um, is it something subtle that you can feel energetically? Um, How can you, let's say, uh, track the progress of the therapy? So uh, the best,
1: I think the best person to use for that kind of answer is myself, because I'm the one that I see the most happening with. And um, I actually just finished writing a book, and it was all about my own anxiety and growing up with that, and then how I kind of, not kind of, how I did give my power away when I was really young, because I was very sensitive, very intuitive. And then um, that getting back to the horses has really helped me to go through my energetic centers because the horses work on the energy body to go and strengthen my own self energetically. And it's been transformational. And there's so many times where I will say, there's no way I would have gotten to that without these horses, with these without these thousand pound beings calling me to it you know and and there's a lot of things that like an, an example is um, a client I think she was 14 and she came and we were working on boundaries which horses are wonderful boundary teachers right because they're thousand pounds and uh, so she was working just on the simple leading exercise where we we get you to um, we teach you to lead energetically so you lift your chest you connect with the your own soul, your own source, and you connect with the horse's heart. And then you're, it's like a, a, you're joining, right? You're being one. And then you, you ask for the walk and the horse walks with you and it's magic. It feels like magic when it happens. And what was happening was this, this girl um, would get really in her head and it wasn't, she wasn't connecting, she wasn't working. And then she had to learn how to connect with her own energetic space connect with the horse's energetic space and then they moved as one like a dance and that was just magical and I know that she took that out I'm still in contact with her and we have um, sessions online right now but that that she has taken that and continued into her her life and especially as a youth right to have those kinds of energetic connections to your boundaries and to who you are is really really powerful
0: how much would you say is, let's say, what counts for you? Is it the studying on books or the self-training uh, in percentage? What would you say has been the recipe for to become who you have become in your job? Mentorship. Mentorship. Yeah. Mentorship and
1: also following my intuitive um, leads because... I have a lot, because I'm not traditionally trained in horse personship, I, uh, I really have to feel my way forward. What works for me? What doesn't? There's a lot of stuff. And this is, I'm very passionate about this too. There's a lot of stuff in the horse world that doesn't work for me. It's not respectful of the horse. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good. And so I have to be in such strong integrity, right? And, and even to the point where um, we were doing riding with uh, my mare and she's had a lot of trauma in her life. She was a cart horse and all this and had all this stuff on her. And she's really resistant to, um, to the riding, but she does it. She's safe and she does it. And so we were doing it. And then just after a while, I've started to really sink in um, about that she doesn't want to do it. And I was like, you know, I was doing the whole, well, you got to work and okay, that's fine. But there's, there's a place where she wasn't feeling healthy. She wasn't feeling strong and confident. And so I just had to stop everything, which is hard to do. when that's your bread and butter. You're saying, no. And all these kids, that was the biggest thing was all these kids who were loving coming and loving riding her. And, and I just had to stop it for a while and go back and really go back to the healing of the horse. Right. And we have to get her. So she's not in a traumatized place when we're doing this work with her. And so um so, yeah, I think, but mentorship has been incredible. And I, I, um, in my book, I thank my mentor so much because I couldn't have had the courage. I don't think she'll probably say, oh, we are, you could have, but I don't think I would have had the courage to get one and then another and then another horse because it's it's different, right? When you're not, even my husband says, oh, well, when I met you, you weren't a horse person. <laughs> well, I was, but I didn't have any, you know? And so, you you have to go through this expansion, and I think that's important for the job world and really picking your career and following your heart. Is you have to you have to be ready for an expansion. It's like yesterday. This girl, this woman said to me, um, "I'm wearing shoes that are too big, and I have to grow into them." And that's kind of what it's like. Like your heart is already there. Your heart is like you're going to do this thing. And like even for writing books for me, it's always been I'm going to write books. I'm going to be an author. Da, da, da. But I just I'd sit down and I'd go, I have no, like, I can't, I can't bear my soul to the world. I'm too scared. And so it was like, well, you're going to do it. Okay, I'll do it one day. But I'm not, you know, it's like, you, you know, you're going to and you can start to move towards it. You don't always have to jump off cliffs like I have, which, you know, can make it really scary way to go. Yes. <laughs> but it's also worked for me because I had to, you know, I always had to say to my soul, okay, we're doing it. Okay, I hear you. We're doing it you
0: know what's the title of your book
1: the wild in us
0: the wild in us great uh what would you recommend or suggest someone who would like to change career or venture into horse therapy but is scared to make that first step how could he or she start what would you what would you say having been there
1: yeah i think uh the biggest thing is to acknowledge that your heart is saying that and say, okay, yes, we're doing this. You know, that to me is a big important part instead of just going, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. I got to do the safe thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got to do the same thing. I would, you know, bring it into the forefront and say, okay, we're doing this thing. Maybe we can't leave our job because we might lose our house or whatever, but I would promise that we were doing this thing. And then I would start to do actions towards it, like find a mentor right? Spend time with somebody. And I have newly adult daughter who I tell and a son who's almost an adult and say, you know, find people who are doing the work and spend time. So you see what that job is actually like, because you, it might be very romantic. It might be a romantic idea to think, oh, I'm going to love this horse job or whatever it is. And then you get there and you're like, forget it. Just like there's no way I don't want to pick poo all day or half the day
0: and <laughs> That is so true what you're saying. Yes, we fantasize about a job thinking that will be the job of our life and uh, of our passions and then it's so not as glamorous as one thinks. Um how did you find your mentor? How did you look for a mentor?
1: Well, like happens, the universe just said, "Here is your person." <laughs> <laughs> okay I was I was again for during that time with my daughter I was looking for um, more help for her and actually we got a new this this dog that's sitting with me um, his name is Zen and he's a um, he's a wiener dog whatever they're a dachshund and uh, uh, we were having difficulties with him because he was young and he was scared And uh, so I reached out and I just happened to be having, I was looking for somebody and I happened to be having this conversation with a friend who called me and said, wanted to talk to me about yoga. And um, so I was talking to her and then she just mentioned this woman with this um, medicine horse farm and that she did animal communication and I just called her up and I can't remember if I'm pretty sure I booked for my daughter and I. Of course I had to be involved because I wanted to see how it all worked. And then I also booked for our dog and we just yeah, and the rest is history. I just signed up with her for a for the mentorship.
0: There's a, Thank you so much uh, for uh, your time and I'm sure that you've inspired uh, quite a few people and um, I really hope that we'll have another chat one day and maybe you, you will have expanded your uh, profession and your farm into other more uh, even more adventurous um, uh, activities and I really wish you all the best.